Hi, I'm Joe Madden, and you are listening to Halfway Around the Halo. Fires the first. The Angels have no hit. The Seattle Mariner racing back to the track. Go! and welcome to another episode of Halfway Around the Halo, the LA Angels UK podcast. I am Nick Wright, your host for season four, episode three, I believe, of the show. And as usual, I've got Dave Evans with me. Dave, how are you doing this evening? I'm good, thanks, Nick. It's, uh, it's amazing we're doing a second show after only a week, so we're, we're improving already. Well, this is what it's supposed to be like. I mean, we've, we said this as a uh, weekly show of UK fans chatting about angels baseball that's happened and is happening but some people aren't as dedicated to the show as others are they no no you are pretty hard to track down sometimes nick to be honest with you so um, if you can just sort that out that'd be great are you gonna start the digs on me because dave i've got some dirt on you here and i don't think you want me to start this um moving swiftly on yeah exactly how are you doing otherwise though i've heard and i know you're going to want to talk about this because I had a little text through on Sunday, didn't I, after your performance <laughs> in your own baseball. So do you want to tell the listeners how you got on this week? Well, for but, anyone who cares, you know, no, we're doing all right, actually. So um, obviously we got swept last week, but weekend just gone, we split against a very good um, East London Latin boys team. They've, they've won the division, well, they've won the championship two out of three years. Always a tough game, um, throw hard. And uh, yeah, so we split and took it one one apiece, but um, I won the game I was in, went two for three. So your your light hitting catcher continues to uh, smash it. And uh, yeah, and um, another big shout out to my my battery, um, another 14 strikeout inning uh, performance, followed on from a, a 19 strikeout performance previously. And in when there's only 21 outs on a seven inning game, pretty decent for 19Ks, right? Very good effort. But Dave, I'm not sure those stats are accurate because I looked at your OPS on there and there's no way your OPS is higher than Mike Trout's. I I just get paid slightly less. <laughs> Sorry, less at all. And it's not just you and I tonight, Dave. I've also brought on my good friend, Stephen Weinberg, who is SDubs35 on Twitter. Stevie, how are you doing? And thanks for joining the show. I'm doing great, Nick. Looking forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks out here in, in SoCal. There we go. He's broken the news. He's broken the news for me. No, you might have seen, as I'm sure you follow me on Twitter because you listen to this podcast and there's probably no conceivable way you would find this podcast if you didn't follow me on Twitter. But I am coming over finally. I mean, COVID had scuppered some plans over the last few years. I'm getting over on May the 6th. I'm there for three games against the Washington Nationals and then three games against the Tampa Bay Rays. I'm really excited already, as you can imagine. It's been, I got last got over to the big A in September 2019. So it's going to be three years and just can't wait. And hopefully by that stage of the season, Angels still have something to play for as well, which is the nice thing. Last time I came over in September, we didn't. So I am, I'm very much looking forward to it. And I can't wait to meet people. Honestly, since I put out that tweet, I've been inundated with like DMs and recommendations and Angels fans are the absolute greatest. So I can't wait to meet them. And Stevie, obviously we're going to, Spend a bit of time together, aren't we? Watch, watch the Spurs in LA. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll uh, catch some some football uh, at, at a bar for you, and and absolutely catch a few Angel games. So that'll be a lot of fun. 
Yeah, no, I'm absolutely buzzing for it. Can't wait. So let's get on with the show. Enough about me. Let's talk about the Angels and, and what's been happening. We discussed just before we came on air about the Buttercup and everyone knows about Angels and Buttercup. And kind of we got out of the Texas Road Series, didn't we, where we had three wins out of four against the Rangers. We took the series 2-1 against the Astros and we were all on a real high, weren't we? Leading the AL West and just feeling great about this team. And then we've gone back home and lost two out of three to the Orioles. And last night we won, but that was that was a slog to sit through. I mean, it was nearly four hours long, that game. 6-0 lead in the start. And we just kept getting men on base and not being able to capitalise on it. What do you think of where this team is right now? I mean, we'll, we'll touch on some of the things that have happened. But I don't know who wants to jump in on this one first. But where do you think this team is after a really positive road trip and then a homestand so far? which has flattered to deceive. And to be honest, it's going to be a real struggle the next few nights with Cleveland's pitching. Yeah, I think, I mean, you're right. It is a bit disappointing coming back home from such a good road trip. And then you, you just, you see a team like Baltimore and you think like, okay, this should be like an easy two out of three. And obviously there's no easy games in MLB, but it's just a, just a shame. But Baltimore, like they're, their pitching is good, oddly enough, for, for as many runs were, were scored yesterday and in the first inning by the Angels. Um, they, they, they do have still a pretty low ERA as a team. So um, I, I think it might maybe they were overlooked a little bit, but also reminded me a little bit of 2019. Obviously, there was that whole uh, David Fletcher was safe situation. That, that was a mess. I, I sat through all 14 innings, the 15 wow. innings of that game like till one in the morning. So um, a, a few shades of that series as well, where it's like you feel really good going into it. And then afterwards you lose two out of three and you're just like, well, what happened there? And not to mention, I mean, yesterday was kind of an ugly win as well. I, up six, nothing. And you have to squeak it out seven to six. That's just not what you really want against a team, especially like the Orioles. Yeah. I, I'm not going to have too much sympathy for you there, by the way sitting through 14 innings to 1am. <laughs> I sat through 14 innings till 9am. So <laughs> less of the sympathy there. But no, I fully agree with you. And maybe we did overlook the Orioles a bit. I think it's just the high of beating Houston and beating them as we did with Shohei, which we'll, we'll get to in a bit. And the Orioles clearly aren't as bad as we probably thought they'd be. They're going to take games off all the good teams they play this year probably not two out of three but you know they'll probably take one off the Yankees I think they've got the Yankees next haven't they you wouldn't be surprised to see them take one although I did see John Means has gone down hasn't he um and needs Tommy John which is a, a shame for them Dave what about you where do you think the Angels are currently I mean I think <clears throat> losing that series to Baltimore may a little bump back down to reality as well you're going to have those hiccups along the road I mean if you take those two series you know would you be quite happy with a three wins out of those six games, 500 between Astros and, and Baltimore, you could probably argue you, you think it's going to be the other way around. You take two off of Baltimore and maybe you sneak one away from the Astros. So, you know, we can't be too down on where we are. You know, the bats are still working. We've got, you know, the rotation is good, but a bit, you know, obviously I think there's a couple of little maybe warning signs this early on. I'm, I'm a little bit worried about Suarez at the moment uh, and what he's doing. Um, I think, he can do better as well, but you know he just he doesn't seem to be throwing as many strikes. I mean, what he's had, he, he doesn't seem to he doesn't seem to have the out pitch, does he? This year, that's what no. it is looking like. He gets ahead and then doesn't seem to have that pitch to put someone away. Although yeah. he improved actually as the game went on yesterday, 
to start the first couple of innings were a bit of a struggle and then he did start locating the fastball a bit better the change up was working um but i know yeah. what you mean he is a no, bit he's, he's getting hit he's walking he's getting a few punch outs but you know there's a worry there you hope that he sort of grows back into it and you know he can take take that role going forward um i'm not stressing about it too much at the moment as i say if you offered me three out of six on those two series i'd probably be content with that to start with you know even the bad teams can pick up a game in a in a series can't they are you worried about joe madden's usage of the starters though i mean he's taking guys out very early isn't he he's not i mean syndergaard syndergaard's the prime example mm. and i can kind of understand it with suarez he hasn't got that track record of success um sandoval he's taken out far too early that's a guy that that's a guy that pitched into the eighth with a no hitter last year didn't he was it last year or the year before he, we know he can go deep if he wants to but Madden currently is not letting him. And Syndergaard, look, he takes him out of the game. I loved his fire on the mound, by the way, when he got taken out. That is Jared Weaver-esque, wasn't it? You know, didn't want to be taken out. And I love to see that from a pitcher. But are you worried with Madden's usage of them? Not right now. I mean, mean, personally, sorry, not right now. I think give it another week or two. If he's still pulling them this early, then maybe start a couple of questions, especially if you're not getting the results. If you're then losing from those positions as well that will only start building up that that level of pressure from there. Um, but I don't know what you think, Stevie, on that. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I think with Madden, it's it's understandable just with the shortened spring training, or at least that's what everyone has been saying here early in the season. I think I would be a little bit more worried once we get into maybe late May, early June, where he's still doing the same things, pulling Cindergaard after five, not even six innings. Um, agree with you, Nick. I love seeing that from Syndergaard. It seemed like the Angels haven't had a pitcher with that sort of fire since Jared Weaver, who was one of my favorite, I would say my favorite pitcher growing up, um, have, have a lot of good Jared Weaver stories um, just as a kid watching him play. So yeah, I, I love that fire. I think it's good to have like a leader like that in the pitching rotation. That's something that the staff has really lacked for the past number of years. So, um, yeah, really like seeing that. As far as Suarez, um, I think it was a little bit concerning yesterday seeing him not attack pitcher, or excuse me, attack hitters with as much consistency and, and confidence as you would have liked, especially with a six run lead that early in the game. So, um, I don't know. I mean, still early in the season, and someone like Suarez is still young. So, um, we'll see how it plays out. Another guy that we have going tonight, actually, is Michael Lorenzen, who we all raved about in his first start. He was <laughs> incredible. And then he faced a better lineup, faced the Astros. It didn't go to plan. But I still think there's a lot of positive signs there for a guy that's still getting used to being back in a rotation and starting baseball games. And I think tonight's a big test for him, isn't it? Because we're going up against Shane Bieber. So he's going to have to keep the ball in the yard. He's going to have to throw his good stuff because it's going to be a low-scoring game. The Angels aren't going to score many off Bieber. Where, what do you think Lorenzen has to do tonight to put the Angels in with the chance of winning this game? He's probably got to have the best start he's had so far today um, and then hope the bats manage to get breakthrough. And then we have our monster at the end of the pen to lock it down for us. As, as You're right, I believe it will probably be a, will be a close game as well. And it'll be a, another good test for him as well. I mean, he's only had two starts and it's very easy to get really high or really low per start, isn't it, really? So you've sort of got to let it ride. He has shown some good stuff as well. So, you know, he's only gone through just over nine innings, I think, in his two mm. starts. So 
it's, it's another test. As I say, it's still very early in the season. You know, we've still got a winning record. It's, it's not doom and gloom just yet. So let's see what he's got. And against Bieber, <laughs> let's, let's bring it. How big of a test does he need to have? You're lucky I didn't burst into song then when you said Bieber. <laughs> we, we we need something like the first start is really what we need i mean going up against an ace a former cy young winner uh shout out shane bieber laguna hills high school which is right down the street from me actually played against him in high school when he wasn't wasn't even pitching yet hadn't really broken out of his shell so um that that was pretty funny just looking back seeing who's in the majors and who's talking about guys he played against who are in the majors now so um, no, Lorenzen needs to just bring it like he did in the first first game of the season. I think he pitched against uh, the Marlins the first game, if I recall correctly, and, and had done pretty well. So um, the Guardians aren't exactly a, a strong team up and down the lineup. They do have a pretty good pitching staff, and they, they've gotten off to a lot better start than I think a lot of people were expecting. Um, yeah, we just need Lorenzen to, to pitch well, pitch with command like he did in that first start. Um, should be not the easiest series once again, just back to back, and especially going off um, in the way the bullpen was used in, in the last series, too. Yeah, the bullpen usage was something I was going to get to. And we touched on Joe Madden's usage of the starters, but also his usage of the pen. Now, I think everyone was a bit baffled last night, weren't they, when Rice Iglesias wasn't available for the save in the ninth, despite only throwing, I think it was 11 pitches the night before. What did you make of that? Obviously, it's easy in hindsight to say, well done, Joe. Archie Bradley came in and got the double play, won, won the game, got the save. But at the same time, what is the point of having the best closer in baseball or one of the best closers in baseball and paying him that amount of money if he's not coming in, you know, with a one-run game? I mean, the only way I can look at it at the moment is obviously you've got potentially a very close couple of games coming up now. Uh, with Cleveland. So he has that faith in Archie Bradley to go in and do the job. Um, you know, he's got the stuff to do it. And you could say it's a roll of a dice, but maybe if you want to try and give him an extra day's rest coming into this Cleveland series, especially up against someone like Shane Bieber to start with, you want to make sure, you know, he rested up maybe. That's the only sort of thing that I can think of. Well, I think that's the logic. And I think it obviously worked out. So it's quite hard to criticise. But at the same time, I didn't like it. I didn't think we should have rested him. I don't think you should play for the next day because who knows how close today will be. It could be a blowout either way, for all we know. Why are you resting a guy in case you need him the night after? Use him in the in the places where you know he's best, which is a one-run ball game when you've just lost two in a row and you need to lock it down. For me, I didn't like seeing it, and I know we won, and we can be happy about that. But I do think that Iglesias should have been used last night in that situation. Yeah, Joe likes to work in mysterious ways. Um, I, I think that we're we're learning the last three years. He he does some things that you look at it and you're just like, what the hell was that? Um, and there's not always a good explanation for it. Um, it. I mean, it could have been something just to say like, hey, we're we need to get Archie Bradley's confidence up, and you know, we'll bring him in into a one run game and see if he can get the save and maybe that'll help Archie Bradley turn a corner because he, he hasn't been excellent in, in his start to his Angels career either. So that's a possibility. I agree with you, Nick. I don't really like it either. I'd rather put your you know best foot forward every game and, and win the way you know how to. Um, and I'm glad it worked out. It's just really, a, really just a strange decision, though. Yeah, no, I agree. But 
we won. We can be happy about it. And uh, let's move on from that. Before we get off the pitching, we obviously need to touch upon the best Angels start of the season. The best pitching performance, I think, personally, of Shohei's career. That start in Houston was just, I mean, it was electric, wasn't it? The start, I've never seen the stuff work like We all know that splitter is absolutely elite. That's one of the best pitches in Major League Baseball. But that slider, where's it come from? I mean, I knew, I knew it was good, but that was elite as well, um, the way he was throwing it. The curveball looks like it's improved. The fastball is still touching 98. Not much movement, but when you can throw three breaking pitches like that, three off-speed pitches like that, and then the fastball at 98, 99, they can touch him. And Astros are a good hitting team, and they could not touch him for five and five and a bit innings. What I'm really liking is that the velocity is back up nearer those triple digits, 98, 99, with control and with command as well. You know, you had that drop-off last year, didn't you, to make sure that he wasn't walking as many as he started off the season with. It was an unbelievable. And when you see some of the overlays floating around on Twitter as well, it's just, you're not going to get near it. It's unbelievable. No. It was the horizontal movement. Honestly, I didn't know. It was just, ugh, dreamy, dreamy. I, I slept I slept and dreamt about those pitches for days, I tell you. Shohei was <laughs> on my mind. Stevie, what did you think of it? I mean... Yeah. That that it was it was an awesome game. It was the it was the best game that he's pitched in his career for sure, and absolutely the best one since I think it was a second career start. His first one at Angel Stadium, where he was perfect, I believe, through seven against the Oakland A's back yeah. in 2018. And um, yeah, he just had it going. You absolutely love to see it. I, I thought it was just great, great command overall. And and who doesn't love a little bit of a perfect game or no hit drama and of course it had to be an ex-angel to break it up um i i must say i really was not a fan of um the astros throwing over to otani trying to pick him off while he was mm. on first base like six times the i think it was the inning before the the perfect game got broken up i just i think that's kind of bush league um but it, it was awesome seeing shohei just shove it he was he was doing great you, you hope that you can get starts like that all the time out of him. And, and we, we know what he's capable of. So um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun to watch. Um, I, I hope that there's more starts like that coming up and he can't do it every time, but you know, if he does that, like once every, once a, a every few months or something, a couple times a season, just to make some magic. Like I, I love it. Hot, hot take Shohei throws a no hitter this season happening i hope so and and another thing that i think is really good i mean going back to joe madden and his decision making i think that he is a manager who is a bit different than let's say your your dave roberts who has taken <laughs> taking clayton kershaw out of the game with perfect games i think that joe madden is someone who sits down with his pitchers and says hey if you have a chance to make history like go and make history and and that's something that i really like as well um knowing your manager has your back in a situation like that so i hope that there's many more opportunities not just for shohei but for other pitchers because be great like we we love seeing stuff like that yeah absolutely there was nothing better i, I loved it so much i could watch it over and over again and even when shohei's struggling at the plate, which he is a bit at the moment, although had two hits yesterday, which was nice to see. He's still just the player you want to watch on that field. Everything he does is memorable. Even when he strikes out, you know, they just it's encapsulated. You just want to watch him all the time. And 
we are privileged to have him on this team. We say this pretty much on every single show, but we are privileged and we have to appreciate that because he's not necessarily going to be on this team for the long term. I really hope he is. What do you think, actually, on that one? Do you think Moreno, he has deep enough pockets to do it? Do you think he has deep enough pockets that it will convince Shohei to stay, despite the fact we still haven't really put together a team that is going to satisfy his demands in terms of winning baseball games and winning championships? Spoken about this previously as well. And I think there's a chance that he does stay. I think, I think the Angels would be willing to pay whatever it takes to do so because you'll be mad not to um, because you'll, you'll make that money back everywhere else anyway. But the question I was going to throw out there is after last season, and we talked about it before last season happened, what does that even start to look like for an extension for him? Yeah, I, I think like, I mean, I mean, first of all, Dave, yeah, I agree. Like I think that they, any team who has a player like this in their grasp is not going to, not going to want to let him go. Um, I think that the angels, yeah, they, the Angels would be crazy to to let Shohei walk, in my opinion. Um, and, but I don't necessarily think that that's even the right terminology. I do think it is going to be up to Shohei, like, what he wants to do, where he wants to go. There, he's going to have plenty of teams who are looking for him. Um, I mean, who, who wouldn't want to have a, a player like that on their team? Um, and not to mention, like, Artie loves the flashy signings. Um, <laughs> I, I, don't get me started on that. Um, and Shohei is absolutely a flashy signing, someone who is going to make waves literally around the world, as as you guys know, being uh, eight time zones away from us. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think I think that the Angels will absolutely be making a go for Shohei, um, no doubt. I don't think it will even be a question. It's Morgan. It's the ball's going to be in Shohei's court. What's he going to want to do? And um, I hope he stays with the Angels. Um, I wouldn't honestly I wouldn't blame him if he wanted to leave depending on the results of the the next couple seasons on his contract um but yeah we'll see we'll see I, I he it would for sure be in Artie's interest to keep him around though yeah prediction now yes or no does he stay I'll say yes Dave, yeah, yes or say, no yeah I'm gonna say yes to it all right it's two yeses I'm going he leaves um you the mentioned misery, the- misery. Uh, I just think he's gone. I've got to be honest. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to bring it down. So let's move on. You mentioned something there, actually, Stevie, in the middle of uh, your Atani chat. Flashy signings from Artie Moreno. Now, there's a certain guy I know that plays third base at the moment for the Angels that sort of came in out of nowhere once the Angels were out of the Garrett Cole stakes, which also, to be fair, looks like a good decision by him not to come to us for us because he's not the same without the sticky stuff. But aside from that, Anthony Rendon came in. Just give us your thoughts on the, uh, the third baseman's performance so far as a halo and uh, what you think we've got to come from him. Oh gosh, Nick, come on, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I will 100% own it. I am an Anthony Rendon hater. Um, is a little part of me just being facetious because I like seeing the world bl- world burn a little bit. And eh, probably I like seeing, like uh, I, I do like mixing it up with some of the other angel fans on Twitter and getting them riled up. When I say that Jack Mayfield is better than Anthony Rendon, is he better than Anthony Rendon? A hundred percent, not up for discussion. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anthony Rendon is the thing that on in genuine honesty of my opinion of Anthony Rendon is I think that 
he is someone who was an, another flashy signing. It was okay. Like we needed pitching. We didn't get the pitching that we wanted being Garrett Cole. So let's just make the biggest splash that we can that who's the best player, whether it's a pitcher or, or a, a position player. And I think that that's what the angels did. And I don't think that a, it was necessarily what they needed B. I don't really think that his style is what, the team needed either. And, and what I mean by that is Anthony Rendon plays very relaxed. I, I think that he, and, and that can be a good thing for some guys for sure. But to me, it just looks like he, he doesn't care. Um, it, it looked, I mean, I mean, it, to me, it just, it, it looks like it's not, he's not someone who is overly enthusiastic about his job. And, and again, that's fine for some guys. But I think that the the personality of the team that the Angels have with your your main guys, your your big boys like Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, they kind of have that same personality where they they're not um, they're not bombastic. They're not they don't show a lot of personality for the most part. Shohei does a bit more than than Trout, um, and I think that Trout and Shohei play with an incredible amount of passion, way more than Anthony Rendon could ever dream of. And, um, but still that, that reserved personality, I think the angels need someone who has like a big personality, who's going to almost take more of that attention away from Trout and Shohei to where Trout and Shohei can just do their thing. And, you know, they have another guy who's still a star who gets fired up. Um, Rendon, I just don't think is that guy. Um, I think that he's not worth the money. I think he's, um, I, and again, I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. But he, he hasn't done anything in these past few years, and I know he's been injured, and, and that's a whole other issue that this team has been running into for the last number of years. Um, but that, that's, that's not what you look to get out of 30-plus million dollars a year, whatever it is. I just – I don't think it's what the Angels needed. I wish that he played with some more passion or at least pretended to care. Um, to me, it's been a, a big, big disappointment. Sorry, I'll get off my soapbox now. You can grill me. Dave, I'll let you take this one. I mean, so in what aspects of the game do you think that Jack Mayfield is actually better? Um, Dave, I don't know if you heard from earlier, but it's not up for discussion. You're you're trying to discuss it, and I just I, I don't think I can I, do that. I'm going to step in here as moderator. This is a discussion podcast where we discuss <laughs> Angels baseball. Well, I think it's a fair no, question, I, and the question stands. No, obviously, I'm obviously I'm being facetious with that. I think that um, the the aspect in which Mayfield I think is better than Rendon actually <laughs> is is I think his effort. Um, I Rendon just does not strike me as someone who is who is like living and breathing baseball and and has that type of passion that um, I would really want in you know in the angels being a fan of that team. And I think, I think that Mayfield, like the way that he plays is almost like the little, little engine that could. And um, I think to a large extent, like even some of our other superstars, like Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, who are running hard nineties every, every time they hit a ground ball, things like that. Um, you know, really like showing that I, I, I want to see, I want to see more emotion. That's what this team needs and is needed for a long time. And I don't think that that's something that Anthony Rendon brings to the table. And you know, all you Angel fans who are listening are going to call me nuts, and that's totally fine because I probably am. It's totally fine. 
But um, that, that's what I like. That's what I like about you know, growing up. Like my favorite players were David Eckstein and Jared Weaver. And those are players who really wore their hearts on their sleeves. You know, Darren Erstadt, players who wore their hearts on their sleeves. And um, I, I love that about players. And that's not something that Anthony Rendon does. Um, he just strike. he strike. I don't know the guy, but he strikes me as someone who um, got his money and now he's content to just go through the motions. I have to admit, I do disagree with you. Um, when I will take someone who makes those plays at third, like he did this week, when he, he you know he makes the catch, or you know he, he's trying to run around coming down to home plate, makes it look so easy. Yeah, he, I know he's made a couple of errors recently as well. I was gonna say he he also lost us a game with a throwing error. So I just said throwing error. I did acknowledge that happened. But, See, Stevie you know. thoroughly enjoyed that one actually. Yeah, I can imagine. No, I'm I, I'm not rooting for this team to to fail. That's not what I want, I, I'm, and I'm I'm not rooting for Rendon to fail. But he just keeps proving me right. That's the problem. All right, do you know what? I'm on the fence with this one because obviously, <laughs> obviously, you're wrong with some of what you say about him as a player. He is still a very very good major league player that is one of the most important players to the Angels lineup. If the Angels want to be successful this year but I do actually fully agree with you on his attitude I don't like that either I don't like the relaxed attitude and it just even though it's probably not it does seem like a bit of a lack of commitment and a lack of effort and you know even with the injuries and we can say what they are and to be honest we're probably being a bit harsh I mean injuries happen to baseball players look at Mike Trout Mike Trout didn't want to miss all of last year with an injury it just happens but at the same time you do get the feeling don't you when that Rendon's injured is he really rushing to get back to play is he yeah really then, like that, desperate to exactly to yeah I mean that, again, that's my we're, thoughts we're, we're speculating and it's probably completely unfounded and we're being very harsh on him but I do get what you're saying when you have a demeanor like that it is hard to believe that they're desperate to give their all for their ball club. Yeah, Nick, that, I, I think that that's uh, another thing where, yeah, I agree. And, and then not to mention just the money and everything that comes with it. It's not my money. I shouldn't care. But when 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 you just have had a string of, of these signings that Angels fans have consistently been so excited about, and, and I'll fully admit I was so excited when we, as a middle school, high school kid making – when the angels are bringing in Albert Pujols and Vernon Wells and CJ Wilson and, and Josh Hamilton and, and all these names where it's like, these, these guys are impact players where they should be doing so much better and they just don't live up to expectations. And that's just this lingering fear that I've had with Rendon and, and you, and like, I, I hope he stays healthy the entire time and he hasn't these last couple of years and you know what? If he ends up injured for a lot of a lot of these other years on his contract, it'll it'll be just like these other signings. It's just not not the way that I think that these you know in, of the past few years these championship teams are built. Where I, I think like you really have to start with the farm system and then you know getting trading for pieces where you're not just going after the biggest names on the market. So that's not that's not Rendon's fault either. I think that's more of a team leadership uh sort of sort of fault i guess um but that's really where i'm coming from with with my opinions on rendon i I don't think it's he's what the team really needed i don't think it's the way that the team should really be run in my opinion 
Um, but I'm also not getting paid the big bucks to, to make those decisions. So what do I know? What do you know? Exactly. What do any of us know? <laughs> um, let, let's move on from Anthony Rendon. You mentioned quickly though, just shout out. You mentioned the uh, farm system and the farm system is doing really well this year. I can't remember if it's still there, but the other day, every, I think every single team had a winning record across the whole of the organization, which compared to the last few years where, it has been really poor across the farm, to be honest. That is good to see. Still very early days, of course, but promising, especially the amount of pitchers that uh, that we've brought in, that Perry had brought in. And a lot of them seem like they're dealing at the moment. I mean, he's brought in these college pitchers, hasn't he? They're obviously at an advanced level compared to some of the younger signings. And they seem to be doing well for the clubs. So fingers crossed we're going to have an influx of talent in the next couple of years, arms-wise anyway, that can flood the rotation and, and the pen. Yeah, didn't I just see today that um, a trash pan around like picture, like one picture in a month or something like that? Did I see that floating around somewhere? I would imagine you did, Dave. Nothing gets past you. <laughs> there you go. Eagle-eyed over here. Exactly. Um, two more guys. So, so you mentioned heart and passion in your last thing. And I think two guys here are sort of, are what you're asking for. I mean, so far they've come up, they're young guys, Joe Adele, Brandon Marsh. And we're going to include Taylor Ward in that as well. What have you seen from the young guys so far that's impressed you? And where do you think we currently stand in terms of the outfield picture? Because Joe Adele had that really rough start. He went 0 for 9. Then he's come back and he's hit, I think, 12 for 40, 12 out of 40, hitting 300, a couple of bombs, grand slam last night. Brandon Marsh has been really good, to be honest. I always said he was going to have a good year this year and a breakout year, but I think he's been even better than expected. And Taylor Ward, too. I mean, he's only played eight games, but he's hitting 350. Where do you think we are currently with it? And and also because of the way Joe Madden seems to be playing things again this year, with Jared Walsh as well and Brandon Marsh, he really doesn't want those lefty lefty matchups, does he? No, I it's I don't know. I the the matchup stuff I don't think is as big of a deal. I think as they their careers progress, hopefully they'll they'll get better and have more of those opportunities. I mean, there's Marsh. What I'm most impressed impressed with is the beard and the hair, of course. <laughs> No, um, actually, I think that I, I love his energy. Um, he, he just he just seems to have a solid swing, really good speed. And um, the, the energy of him and Adele, um, I think that they really feed off of each other a lot. They look so excited to be there. And I think they, they look like they're having fun. And I think that that's really important on, on a baseball team for sure. Um, and something that maybe the team has lacked a little bit as far as energy over the past um, past few seasons. So, um, yeah, I'm loving it. Adele. I feel like he has gotten a lot of heat early just for his fielding miscues and striking out a lot. And there's a ton of hype around him as far as him being just such a top prospect. And it's important to be patient. It takes time. These guys are human. It takes, there's a learning curve to hitting major league pitching and everything. And so I'm hoping that Adele has turned a corner. I I like what I see. Um, I love how fired up he gets as a great grand slam yesterday in the first inning. Um, I'm excited for both of them. I hope that, you know, neither of them are, are getting traded at the deadline. I know last podcast you mentioned that a little bit, which it might be what you need to do, especially with younger pieces. But um, they're, they're fun to watch, both of them. And Taylor Ward, too, for that matter. It seems like he's finally coming around after a few years where he was up and down a bit. Yeah, me too. And I love what they're bringing to their lineup. I think Taylor Ward's actually a real come along as a middle-of-the-order bat. Um, I know he's batted as high as second this year, 
And but I quite like him in like the five hole. I think Brandon Marsh, to be honest, the way he's going, other than the fact he's hitting RBI after RBI, I wouldn't mind seeing him in the leadoff spot. I know it's been mooted quite a lot, but it, he kind of has all the tools you need to get on base at the top of the lineup and hit in front of Shohei and Mike. Maybe move my uh, Shohei down to third behind Trout. Um, Trout will get a lot of pitches to hit then. Yeah, I mean it's interesting, isn't it? As well, I mean I'm I'm bored fully with uh, Marsh going into lead-off spot. I think his OBPs are good enough, and you know he can hit. He's got speed, and you know he can be a threat on the bases if he gets there. Um, I still like Shohei being in front of Mike. I still like it that way around. I don't know. Yeah, why. but Mike, but Mike, go lefty, lefty, right. Also, there's no way Mike should be hitting lower than second. I want as many at bats as possible for him. Yeah, I, this is a hot take, and a lot of people are going to disagree with me. But I, Mike Trout in the leadoff spot, really, I, I like that idea because you know when the dude's healthy and everything, you know, firing on all cylinders, he's getting on base like over forty percent of the time. And if you can, if you have Trout in the leadoff spot and he's getting on base in front of Shohei and and Walsh and uh, Mayfield, you know, not number six. Stop it. Um, you need to behave. You know. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think that that would be awesome. Um, and, and maybe get Mike stealing a few more bases, although that probably won't happen. I know they're a little scared with his injury injury mm-hmm. history, but um, I, I wouldn't be opposed to that either. I, I do like Shohei in the leadoff spot, though, um, just with the speed that he has. Um, wouldn't mind him drawing a, a few more, you know, a few more walks and getting on base a little bit more. He's, you know, he'll turn a corner soon. Yeah, I feel like I'm glad we talk about Mike Trout because I was thinking earlier, we talk a lot on this show, obviously, about Angels baseball, and Shohei Tani gets probably most of the adulation, which is understandable. He's a one-of-a-kind superstar. But Mike Trout is still the best player in baseball. Mike Trout is still, you know, the greatest player in a generation. We have stopped talking about him just because we're so used to his greatness. And obviously, it hasn't helped that the injuries the last few years and you haven't seen as much of him on the field. But ultimately, Mike deserves to be spoken about as we are now, just in you want him to have every at bat. He's the guy in this lineup that is going to produce at every opportunity. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Mike. I know he's a long time listener. Uh, <laughs> and Mike, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> Me too, Mike. Exactly. We all love you, Mike. Love you even more than Rendon. Well, that's not, that's not saying much, is it? <laughs> love you yeah. more than Jack Mayfield. Yeah. <laughs> two, two quick ones, because I know we're getting on a bit, and I know you don't have huge amounts of time. Middle infield, David Fletcher in Salt Lake at the moment. Doesn't seem like the Angels are planning to bring him up anytime soon. What do you think about that? Obviously, Velasquez's defense is the best. He's the best shortstop on the roster. Tyler Wade is, I really like Tyler Wade. Obviously he's the, uh, he's the middle-aged mum's dream. Um, he's a very handsome man, but also he just seems to have that hustle we spoke about earlier, doesn't he? He wants to win. You can tell he's just got energy. He's got drive, passion. He's doing good stuff right now. However, David Fletcher, despite his struggles, is still a cornerstone player for the angels right now. I mean, Everyone loves Fletch. He's signed the extension. He's on very good terms. And do you bring him back up and stick him in, or are you staying for now with Velasquez and Wade? I think you can argue to stick with Velasquez for now, but you know his his bat's not really giving as much. Not saying that um, Fletcher's bat was giving much either, but you know he, he's shown defense as well, which is you know, obviously 
Perry's talked about that being like a primary concern as well, especially in those um, middle infield. Um, I think the sort of balls in Fletcher's court, really, if he can start showing that he can start making some contact and trying to do what he used to do. And then I think you'll find he comes back up. You don't make a extension to Fletcher and then sort of, well, maybe you do dump him so quickly. You know, if he's been injured, I think he gets through his rehab assignment. I, I think he'll come back up. I mean, I think the, the contract's not an issue. The contract's tradable. I mean, even though it's at the lowest point right now, you're not getting much back from him. that contract's tradable because he's still a, a second base. He's a gold glove candidate. Yeah, uh, I don't think he's being traded. I don't think he's. I don't. I don't either. I mean, it's far too early to be talking about that. And Fletcher will bounce back, I'm sure. But Steve, what do you think? Where Where would you go with that right now? Um, I'm I'm not really sure. It's a good question. I I mean, I think like overall, like the the team's been doing okay. It's still early, or you know, right around 500, and not even 20 games in. So, um, I, I think it would be good. It, it wouldn't hurt Fletcher to spend maybe a couple more days in the minors, maybe to get a little bit more confidence and that sort of thing. But he's a major league player. We know what he's capable of. He's a little spark plug. He, he brings that energy. Um, and, and you're right. I really like what Tyler Wade brings too. He's kind of a local guy. I think he's from like the Temecula area or Marietta area. So not too far away. Um, and so maybe he's a little extra motivated with that. He probably has family at the ballpark, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, it, Velasquez and, and Wade have been doing fine. Um, I don't think it's been – it hasn't been, like, excellent by any means, and it wasn't before, but it's it, it's been fine. I think, like, a combination of any of those three, Velasquez, Wade, or Fletcher, it, you're, you're kind of going to get similar things. It's really just who's hot at the time, and mm-hmm. um, that's really what I think is important to go with. Who's in the best form, as you guys would say. Yeah, I think, to be fair, I'd quite like to see them try – Fletch back at second and Velasquez at short. I think that could work quite well. That's that's the two best defenders on the team. And then have Wade and, you know, he's pinch hitting, pinch running. He's always around. And we're also forgetting Matt Duffy in this as well, who is the best hitter of the four of them, but doesn't necessarily have the the defense or, but he can play first base and he's been spelling Walsh, hasn't he, when Walsh sits against lefties. But it's it's a good battle to have. None of them are superstars. None of them are offering you too much of the plate, but they are still bringing things to the, to the roster, I think, whether it be defense or speed or just hustle. I love a bit of hustle. Right, let's uh, move on finally then to this predictions for this series. I think, so it's four games, isn't it, with the Guardians? And I think the pitching matchups are Bieber versus Lorenzen tonight, McKenzie versus Sandoval tomorrow, Plesak versus Atani, and then it's... Contrell against Detmers. I think it's four righties, isn't it? Which is really nice for us. None of those horrible soft-tossing lefties that we just can't hit. What do you think then? Four games. We've got Sandy and Atana going. Shame there's no Thor, but what do you see it, Dave? Predict them. How many wins? I think we're going to split. Oh, that's so boring. Right, which game... (laughs) Well, Which, I've been so positive recently and I keep getting done over. So. Yeah, I keep winning, don't I? So, Yeah, but no, I think we're going to split. I, I think we, we could take three, but I, I think Bieber will have our number tonight. I'm actually going with Atani and Sandy to get the wins. Um, and yeah, and the Detmers will take yeah, the loss that, at the end. That's boring. Stevie, oh, no, sorry. mix it up for me. Yeah, so, I mean, 
Dave, I, I, I do agree. I think we're going to split. However, I think that we are going to win tonight. I think um, we're going to have a breakout performance by my favorite player, number six, Anthony Rendon. I'm <laughs> um, going against against my own grain a little bit, but I, I do think he's going to have a good game tonight. We might see a, even a home run or two would be awesome. Um, so I, I do think we're going to beat Beaver. We're going to beat Beaver tonight, and I think Shohei's going to um, have another another great game. I believe that game's on what Tuesday or I'm sorry Wednesday. I think is the the Otani yeah. Otani starts. So um, I think we'll win Monday Wednesday. Um, I think we'll lose Tuesday Thursday. Um, so yeah, sorry, Nick, I know you're looking for something more exciting than a split, but, um, mixing it up a little bit, we're, we're going to beat that former Cy Young winner tonight. Well, guess I'm gonna have to step up the plate then and say <laughs> the angels, I'm getting my broom out. The angels are sweeping this series. Four, four wins for the halos. I just feel it. We're going to get on some momentum. Now we're going off this into Chicago against the white Sox and the red Sox. big test for us on the road, but we're going to go into it with some momentum now. The boys are going to start firing. I believe Reed Detmers is going to have the best start of his major league career on uh, Thursday. Shohei's going to keep dealing. Tonight's the tough one for me, but if we can get Bieber out of the game early, take a take some walks and get the pitch count up, and then get into that pen. I, I'm just feeling it. I'm feeling four wins. Four wins for the boys. You, you put forward a compelling case for it, Nick. I, I wish I could share <laughs> such optimism. Yeah, I, I, I love your optimism, Nick. And I, I hope that they're doing well going into Chicago. I'll be going to the uh, the White Sox game, I believe, on Monday. Oh, nice. Um, I'll, I'll be out there in Chicago visiting some family and, and seeing our boys. Let's go. Let's go, Halos. All right. Love it. Really appreciate you both coming on today. If you've enjoyed this show, please, as usual, go ahead and subscribe. Retweet when I put this on Twitter and just comment like favorite everything you can do to support us it's on all your favorite podcast platforms and yeah we just really appreciate you listening writing in and i'm hoping to see many of you when i get over to anaheim in wait two weeks today is it two weeks today no less than that it's like 12 days 10 days i don't know i'll be there i'll be there can't wait boys thank you so much hope you've enjoyed it and uh really great chatting